Greetings, this is Dave. And I'm Stacy. You're listening to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. So one of the biggest questions you hear when you change your diet is, does the vegan food taste good? And some people may even fear going plant-based because they think that they may not enjoy the food as much, but nothing can be further from reality. In today's show, we'll be talking about how your palate actually expands with plant-based foods. We'll share some of our essential seasonings, and we'll also share one of our favorite guides, which has been a real game changer when it comes to preparing foods. So let's go. Tasty food is all in the seasonings. Seasonings are also the key to giving meat-based recipes a plant-based makeover. And really, if you think about it, it's simple. If you buy a piece of raw meat at the grocery store, you have to season it to make it taste like something. Think about your veggies and your grains the same way. Use those same seasonings to flavor your plant-based foods. For example, we roast cauliflower with the same seasonings that could be used to roast chicken. I remember the first time I had cauliflower nuggets. They tasted better than any chicken nuggets or tenders I had ever had. I really think it's the taste that people crave more so than the actual meat. And as far as texture, there are so many plant-based foods that you can use as a base. And we'll get more into that in another episode. You know, growing up, I used to hate cauliflower. It didn't have a taste to me. It just tastes like nothing. Another thing I didn't like was tomatoes. I just... I hated tomatoes on burgers. I just didn't understand why you would eat a tomato on a burger. But it makes me think about our palate. You know, one of the biggest impacts that changing to a plant-based diet has had for me was just being able to open my palate up to be able to taste food. I realized that each of these plants do have distinct flavor. Once I was able to not rely on the fats and the sugars and the salts, like my palate was opened up to where I could taste these plants. I was able to taste herbs and even those cauliflower and, and tomatoes, I, I realized how sweet the tomatoes were. So going plant-based is like a, a deep cleansing of your palate in order to allow it to expand. The thing that stands out most to me when I think about my plant-based journey was the point where I was, you know, when I started out, I was all about the processed foods, the quick and easy TV dinners, the frozen foods. That's all I would eat. And I remember when I got to the point where I was so sick of those things and I decided to just give up the processed foods and I focused on getting whole foods, like nothing out of a box or a can. It was basically just fresh foods every day. And that moment, it was like this huge shift and I could really taste things really for the first time. Everything had this nuance of flavor, just the basic things. One thing I've noticed that majority of us when changing to a vegan diet uh, we would try to imitate those foods that we ate before that were non-vegan. And this is actually a good thing because it allows, that is another way that your palate can open up um, because you're trying to, one, you learn to cook better and you're trying to find that flavor that's just like the flavor that you had before. So when you're doing that, you got to utilize different things. You got to experiment and use very, a variety of plants. 
So when you're using, using these variety of plants, you realize exactly what this plant is going to do in order to affect the flavor. So, so now we know the question is exactly how do you go about doing this and get started doing this? Um, Stacy, what do you think that is a good place to start when you're trying to get your palate opened and expanded? I think there's multiple levels to it. For example, with me, I was so used to just eating one type of food, box foods, TV dinners, frozen TV dinners, pizzas, things like that, that it really helped me to just give up processed foods and to focus on whole foods, nothing out of a box or, or a can, because I wasn't dealing with the interference of sodium and salt and all the stuff that you find. I'm sorry, sodium and salt, same thing, but, but all the stuff that you find that enhances the flavors of, of processed foods was missing when you have fresh food. You actually taste the full flavors of food when it's fresh. So I would say there's, when I say there's different levels, what if you are not the type of person that doesn't eat a lot of processed foods? Then I would say if you're at the level where you're already doing like unprocessed foods, then I think the step up for that person would be to try a raw challenge and focus on raw foods. And that in itself is opening you up to expanded flavors because a lot of times people assume that, oh, with raw food, what are we going to actually eat besides a salad? But there's so much, so many things that you can explore. What are your thoughts on it? Well, one thing, one way to start for me, I think the best way for me to start was uh, was just fasting. Um, actually, uh, one of the biggest improvements in my palate was when I went raw. But prior to that, it actually had expanded because going plant-based was was um, was kind of through challenges. And one big challenge uh, that we all know today is a fast. So I think if you start off with a um, water fast, and not don't try to do that overdo that maybe just start with a one day water fast and uh then go into maybe a juice fast and gradually get into some raw foods that's going to allow your palate to just get through go through stages and and realize okay i'm taking all the salt and i'm taking all the fat and i'm taking all the sugars out that are unnatural and i'm going to start from from scratch that is one big misunderstanding about fast um is that it's just a short period thing and once it's done it's done the biggest impact of a fast is the conclusion of it because that's where you start implementing things back and the important part of it is the implementation of things back and your choices of what you implement back will yield the greatest impact so if those are foods that are whole plant-based foods you'll be able to taste each of those foods that you input this is one of the things with herbalism is that we don't really know how a herb or a plant affects our body when it's blended with variety of herbs. You usually want to start off with one herb and see how it affects you through a certain period of time. And then you can start doing different ones that you've already tested and mixing them together to see how those affect you. So same thing with the foods we eat. We just want to test certain things out by themselves. You might make greens collard greens by themselves or, or Swiss chard by itself um, and see how it tastes. Not do too much seasonings and flavors, maybe just salt to enhance it and see how it really tastes. Or you might even just eat it raw and see how it tastes. Uh, from there, you can start looking at, okay, I see what this tastes like. I see the flavor of this. Let me blend it with this other thing or let me blend it with this spice. So on the note of spices, now we want to give you some ideas to stock your plant-based pantry. 
Now we understand that there are fine differences in spices, seasonings, flavorings, herbs, but for simplicity's sake, we're gonna put them together as seasonings today. Here are some of our basic go-to seasonings that we keep stocked in our pantry. So first is sea salt. Table salt contains a higher content of sodium chloride and it's stripped of other minerals. So opt for sea salt, which contains minerals like iron, magnesium, calcium, potassium, manganese, and zinc. And also understand that table salt does not naturally contain iodine. So some natural sources of iodine are sea vegetables like kelp, nori, or dulse. Next up is pepper. When you're shopping, choose the whole peppercorns versus the ones that are ground because freshly ground peppercorns provide the most intense flavor. So it's best to use fresh garlic and onion, but having the powders can aid and enhance your cooking also. Next on the list is ginger. It's healthy to use in teas, baked goods, soups, and stews. And next week, we're going to dig more into some of the health benefits of ginger. So stay tuned for that. The next two are turmeric and cumin. We love turmeric. It has great flavor as well as health benefits. Uh, we use it in teas, curries, rice, soups, and stews. Cumin is another spice that enhances curries and soups. Um, it's used a lot in Indian, Mexican, and Middle Eastern themed dishes. Paprika is another staple that we like to have on hand. We use it for mushrooms and cooking beans and soups. There's also a smoked paprika that you should totally get if you're able to because it gives a nice smoked flavor to your dishes. So next is cayenne pepper. Uh, cayenne is not only used for a spicy kick, but it's an awesome health food. It has great benefits. Uh, look forward to our show on cayenne when we go into the benefits of cayenne in the future. We also like to keep bay leaves on hand. They're great for cooking soups and pots of beans and stews. Use it at the start of cooking and be sure to remove it before you serve the food. So let's talk a little bit about cinnamon. Uh, we like to use Ceylon cinnamon. Cinnamon is made from the bark of specific trees. Uh, cassia cinnamon has a high coumarin content, which is an organic compound found in many plants. Coumarin is known to be moderately toxic to the liver and kidneys in large quantities. Um, Ceylon cinnamon originating in Sri Lanka has a much lower content of coumarin, so opt for Ceylon cinnamon. As far as flavor, Ceylon cinnamon has a much milder flavor. Uh, we use it for baking or raw treats, oatmeal, sweet potatoes, squash, etc. We do like to keep blends on hand as well. We use chili powder a lot, not just for chili, but it's awesome in pasta, potatoes, and homemade snacks. We use a Cajun seasoning, Italian seasoning. We keep berberet on hand. It's one of our favorites that we use for Ethiopian dishes as well as other fusions. We have created some of our own blends, which is often less expensive than buying them pre-mixed. Things like Italian seasonings, fajita or taco blends, Cajun spice, and pumpkin pie spices can be easily made. We're including links to some spice blend recipes in our show notes. As far as herbs go, try to grow your own herbs and use them fresh. The flavors are much more present and you get more of the nutritional benefits from freshly cut herbs. We grow rosemary, lavender, oregano, parsley, and green onion usually. Uh, we do like to have a dry dill and oregano always on hand. It's always a good idea to have a nice Italian blend on hand too for quick enhancements. When you're shopping for seasonings, we urge you to read the ingredients before placing an item in your shopping cart. And there's three reasons why. Number one, seasonings can be a sneaky source of excess sodium. And this is especially true for blends and seasoning packets. Sometimes the seasonings can have salt as the very first ingredient. So when you're heavy handed with it, your dish can quickly become too salty. 
especially if you've already added salt. Other things to look out for in the ingredient list are unnecessary items like artificial colors, flavors, fillers, and MSGs. Most of the time, the items are potentially harmful chemicals. And finally, the last reason is seasonings can also contain added sugar, and your seasoning ingredients should really be simple. I also urge you to check out the expiration date. Seasonings can lose their potency as time goes on. Oftentimes, I've come across seasonings in stores that are either past their sell-by date or very close to it. Here's three ways you can save money on spices. The first is to purchase your seasonings from bulk bins. If you don't plan to use much, you won't have to purchase a whole bottle. You can also try things out before committing to larger quantities. Next is ordering online. We've recently found that ordering seasonings in bulk online is a big money saver when you compare the price per ounce of seasonings. Two great places to check out online are Vitacost and Swanson. A lot of times ordering the larger quantities online, you'll be able to get the organic for a comparable price to the non-organic in stores. The third way to try to save money on seasonings is to shop at your cultural grocers. Here in Houston, there are a lot of diverse independent grocery stores. Do a search in your city or the nearest biggest city to you for Latin markets, Asian markets, or a variety of African markets. All the seasonings we've mentioned above can be used in a wide variety of ways in your daily cooking. If there's one book that we would recommend out of every cooking guide we've come across, it is the Vegetarian Flavor Bible. It has been an indispensable tool in our kitchen. It's like a quick course on cooking. If you wanna go from recipe follower to recipe creator, this is the book to get your hands on. It's not a cookbook, but more like a handbook on flavor. And with this book, you'll learn all about flavor pairings and flavor affinities. On a day-to-day basis, this book is especially useful when you have some ingredients and need ideas on what to do with them or if you have a spice or a vegetable and you're not really sure what to make with it. The layout is kind of like a dictionary with different plant-based foods organized in alphabetical order. Each listing tells you details on the flavor, the intensity of the flavor, techniques and tips on using it, and it also tells you all the flavor affinities and popular pairings for the food item. There's actually two versions of this book. We bought the Flavor Bible and then later a vegetarian Flavor Bible was released And we were over the moon excited because the Flavor Bible, while it's great, (laughs) it contains a lot of ingredients that we do not use. So you can look for this book at your local library if you'd like to look deeply at it before you buy it. I highly encourage you to buy this book to keep on your bookshelf. Also, the book is worth its cover price, but you can also find it at used booksellers if you need to save some money, like me. So to wrap up seasonings, the biggest thing to remember is to try to get the best quality seasoning for your budget. Other than that, just stay creative and explore. Do you have a question or an idea for a future segment? We want to hear from you. Send us your question through the contact us link on plantschangemylife.com. We love spreading the word about the benefits of a healthy, whole food, plant-based diet. 
and want to invite you to join us in the movement. So make today the day you grab a Planch Change My Life t-shirt for yourself or someone you love. Check out our new colors and styles. Just visit planchchangemylife.com and click on merch. Your purchase helps us carry out our mission. You can also help by sharing the podcast with others, leaving feedback, and subscribing to the show wherever you listen. We truly appreciate your support. Thank you for listening to the Planch Change My Life podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and on Facebook. And head on over to PlantsChangeMyLife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at PlantsChangeMyLife.com. Respect and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace.